0: edition.
1: Um Hello! Howdy, howdy, howdy. How have you been? I've been pretty good, and yourself?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, right. We took a slight hiatus due to some background events, Destiny not being all that uh, story-filled for a couple of weeks, but we return because we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, for this week in yeah, particular, we have the Persona Law book, the mission and cutscene for the finale, and the Collector's Edition Law. Um, I'm trying to think exactly what do you, what do you want to start with.
1: Um, that's a good question. I think let's see, uh, see the stuff that you said that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, because
0: was... the Persona Law book and the Collector's Edition Law, the time isn't all that relevant as to when, like when we cover it.
1: Um, I think that we probably should cover the Persona lore book yeah. first because that's going to give everybody kind of an idea of, uh, if, especially for people who are just now joining, an idea of kind of who Rasputin is, hmm. where he started from, why we're, we are where we are, and also we can now put the Persona lore book into full context. Hmm. Um, I won't say why for those who are just joining us um, because uh, things sure went from 0 to them? 60 real quick. Um, like Just people listening later who maybe haven't played oh, yeah, yeah, in sure. a couple of weeks yep. and, you know they missed the thing.
0: Uh, yeah, the reason I ask that is because we do this live on the Chronophobia Discord. If you're somehow listening to this podcast outside of the Discord, uh, come into the Discord.
1: Indeed. Join Chronophobia. Do it now. You do not have a choice. Indeed. i kidding, you do. Join us, please. We'd
0: love hmm. to have you. So, just trying to pull the law book up. And it's basically all of these old files... That, you know, he was taught culture, so he's been coming up with poems. And it's, it's kind of starts with him being confused and wondering about his purpose when he starts to develop a conscious. And yeah, like, I'm changed, I'm the all seeing savior of humanity, I'm Rasputin etc. Tremble, you know. Um, but they, this is the kind of thing that not even Anna was meant to read. And then he talks about Anna learning to trust her. Like, his emotions a connection, growth, expansion, revolution. And he basically goes into detail over time about like the different events that he's gone through. Um... Her nourishing autonomy. Literature in binding. Music redefining. I will be one moment. Hold on a moment. Recording? Uh it is now. One more second. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to Yeah, thank you. I don't know how much of that was actually in the recording, but I can cut it out later, if need be. I think it... There we go. Yeah, okay, so it was recording for a little bit. That's fine. No, that's okay. Yeah. All I heard was
1: a door slam, and you're saying I'll be back, so I don't yeah. think you'll need to cut much of anything. Okay,
0: cool. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about it being a little bit scuffed. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's a lot of poetry. It's actually very good poetry about like Rasputin wanting to help humanity.
1: Yeah, and uh, something that I actually did not realize was uh because i haven't really gotten to look really close yet was cause especially because i haven't read the ninth one yet is mm. when you said that he uploaded it into archie and i'm looking at it now yeah activate k9 black box Yep. i was like hey yo
0: yep so
1: that that yeah. the question too what other files are in archie archie is a walking black box what else is in there mm. um
0: here we go there's one called lone Which is him being alone and he wishes he wasn't. And then he says, Siddhartha, forge to venture where I cannot. And the Siddhartha golem is Felwinter. Yeah. He talks about freedom outside where he is. Um, And if he's abandoned, did he leave humanity? Um, What else is here? Yeah, like, should I say... I'm Fel Winter's kind of father? Like, would they blame me? And then you know, I consolidate my kind, satellite strategies, and death. Um, yeah, like, he, he really starts to think on his things, and getting to that point, because a lot of it's just details about his own thoughts. So the classified section is classified in oh dear is it i think it's i think the last of it's classified in the isha collective that's very annoying because i was planning to actually read that the final section if you want to go into that if you have that there Uh, i've got it pulled
1: up in the gate yeah i have the gate okay
0: yeah here we go uh yeah when we finish the finale mission we are awarded with the law book persona. And it turns out that the law book that we've been collecting is a collection of poems written by Rasputin. De- well, of course, detailing some of his most important experiences. Yes, but it's a final book to honour. And it's a way to remember him. And uh, I'll just read this bit quickly. Do not weep as I reach into the black. Pain does not become and duty keeps straight my back. I chose this life as sacrifice, and there is nothing to be done. While even shadows leave in darkness, I await you at the sun. Now finish it as tourniquet. I've proven it. Humanity's trust. I've won. Which, yeah.
1: That hits hard.
0: Mm. There was a promotion for the game, which wasn't actually a promotion in Letting Go, and there's similarities to the Letting Go, not ARG, but it's a fan-made video using some of the earliest information made in Destiny, and it's pretty much, like, and this was like 11, 12 years ago at this point, uh, back when they only had the symbol, like, like the symbol for Destiny actually copyrighted, yeah. um, I'll, send, yeah. I'll send you it and you'll like it, you'll like the video. But it's a non-canon. Yes, I've seen
1: part of it. Oh, okay, yeah. I've seen yeah. part of it. He literally, he had the Warmind logo. Yep. That's what scared me, was mm. he had the Warmind logo, which would not exist for another two to three years.
0: Yeah, It's non-canon and unofficial, but this poem very similarly uh, sits alongside, as like an opposite to the used-to-be-joyful section of that. Um... Yeah. It at the very end of it is like, you know, AI Com Rasputin sign off, stop, stop, stop. Um yeah. And so as as mentioned, Archie uh Archangel the dog is a black box for all the Rasputin information and we might see more things come about in season 21 as I think that was when he was said to be returning. But. Yes, uh, yeah. he
1: will be in the tower, apparently. He's going to be somewhere is... in the tower, and I think he's going to move around.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: I may be wrong, may be wrong on that part, but yes. Uh, Where I am I getting to He is going to be in the tower. And, well, and I interrupted you,
0: You're going to say something? Uh, no, that's right. So, basically, yeah, that's that's essentially what the poems are. Like, read them yourselves. Um, yeah, they're good They're good, They're good. good poems. It just details yeah, past are. events. Very uh, but yeah, it's it's good to know that they went to honor eventually. And Yeah. In thinking here So do you wanna do the collector's edition or the finale?
1: Let's do the finale first and sure. work through all of the rest of the stuff and then get to like the future with the collector's edition.
0: Yeah. Excuse me. Cool. But
1: yeah, we, we get to the future with collectors. And just anyone that's worried about
0: spoilers, the Collector's Edition doesn't have anything in the way of spoilers. It's all expanding on previous information. Um, and previous yeah. story.
1: Very whack previous information. Like, uh, <laughs> some, of it's, some of it's very oh, strange. We'll get there. Yeah, um... Cabal, that's all I'll say. Just cabal.
0: Oh dear. So... Trying to find... Exactly... So... As we start the mission, like, we log into the game, and the game immediately takes us to the helm. And Anna starts speaking, pleading with Rasputin. And she is not very happy, (laughs) because he basically says, I've gone through all of these simulations, and, like, trillions of simulations, I think it was, and there is no situation where I can see this working out for me. I have to die. So... What's it called? Yep. Uh, it's not Ishtar Collective. I'm specifically looking for uh, Law Vault. Oh yeah, the Destiny
1: Lore yeah. Vault, yeah.
0: Really useful. And they've, ju- they've just been, in general, really useful all the time. They record everything and it makes it easy to just get back into. So, where are we? Thankfully, he also transcribes everything. So, So what we've got here... Like, you know, we have no other options. Eramis has breached the Warsats network security protocols. So soon, our most dangerous weapon will be in our enemy's hands. Uh, Once she issues the command to fire, not even I will be able to stop it. Our only choice will be to destroy all the Warsats. So, he has to be uploaded to the orbital station. And you must activate his self-destruct sequence. And... He's run trillions of combat simulations. His existence places humanity in danger. We've seen that, Catch 22. And everything has to be erased. So. Yeah.
1: And I've actually had some questions on mm. why they, you know, for example, why they couldn't just make a copy of Rasputin, why they couldn't mm. just find a different way to shut the war sets down. Yeah. And I've thought about some, and honestly, some of it I just now thought about. I realized. He is, I mean, obviously the first thing, you can't just make a copy of an AI that powerful, unfortunately, mm. that isn't, I mean, yeah, this is the same universe, technically, sort of, canonically, as yep. Halo. Even in Halo, because like, one of the things I thought it was, oh, well, people are probably thinking about how Cortana made a copy of herself, and that's the weapon. Well, first off, it just like Exos, the weapon has none of Cortana's memories, and is just her base psychological mm. profile with a few things removed to make her different so that she won't make the mistakes Cortana mm. so like, first off that you know, stuff yeah. like that doesn't really apply because even then the AI ends up different mm. but with uh, Rasputin we have to remember that Rasputin is incredibly complex and frankly the Rasputin that we saw before, like up leading up to the point at which and at the point at which he died honestly wasn't quite in my opinion it wasn't all of Rasputin
0: because still not all of them. It was yeah.
1: All of his, yeah, it was all of his memories, but he didn't take up nearly the storage space because, a, 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 like the original Rasputin. Uh, also, mm. keep in mind, Expos are Golden Age tech, just like Rasputin's AI core was. Mm. Rasputin's AI core was as big as my house.
0: Yeah, like uh, of
1: course, I, I, I have a fairly small house, but still, it's the <laughs> size of a house. If we <laughs> so, if we
0: look yeah. at the Golden Age, like. The best tech at the time, if we look at Soteria, an AI used specifically for launching ships and sending them, like, slingshot ships to the outer system, look at how big the Spire of the Watcher is. And I don't mean the tower, I mean everything underneath. The jumping puzzle? Each of those is, like, a a data server.
1: That's her server bank. That was her mind.
0: Yeah. So... Realistically speaking, Rasputin, like, needs to be housed in something huge. And Engram, kind of functional, but it also doesn't work for the long term. So, Anna probably can't bring him back by any normal means.
1: Yeah, and hmm. the thing with the war sets too, the, I think maybe, this obviously is obviously speculation, but the best that I can come up with is... As a, as a safety precaution, by the humans who built Rasputin Golden Age, and you know, and obviously the main one was uh, Clovis Bray, and this makes sense because it's Clovis, and he's he's like Apple when it comes to his tech. Everything is super duper, like on lock. It's all proprietary, and only he gets to touch it. So it makes sense that logic would apply. It makes sense that that logic would apply to how Rasputin works, and that Rasputin should be the only one capable of controlling the Warsats. Mm. And since Clovis intended to eventually replace him and take over control of uh, Rasputin as a whole, it would make sense that once he is in Rasputin's shoes, that would mean that then only he can access them, because he's a haughty Mm. SOB. Um, But. That would mean that the only way to destroy the war sets would mean that the would mean that you Mm. would have to you have to self destruct -destruct them because
0: Clovis would not allow anyone else to actually stop him if they kill him or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Exactly. They are linked to him. The war sets aren't a tool at Rasputin's disposal. They were a part of him, functionally a piece of him. So, Mm. and honestly, that just goes to show how much. The lengths that the darkness mm. and that Aramis would go to, yeah, to try and get control of them, that they would actually temporarily become capable of hijacking them. Of course, mm. they were still like hijack- yeah, you know,
0: like we've got, we've got we've got splices and all of that kind of thing, um, who do have the ability to access technology? Like they hop into the Vex network, they hop into Rasputin's things, but also Zevoroth's techno, Zevoroth's magic quote magic yeah it's just highly advanced science is able to just override their systems and just turn their systems against it like
1: exactly yeah but even still we mm.
0: even still it takes a considerable are... amount of time aramis has been trying this for about six weeks
1: yes um, and on top mm. of that whenever she does take control that still goes to show that they are just mimicking respute's protocols as soon as he's in the network Mm. As soon as he's in, that kill command, that self destruct command, overrides all of it. Mm. So for any of you, oh well, I don't, I don't know
0: necessarily about the the phrase override, but it certainly does do something. um
1: It shut the whole thing down. Yeah, that kill protocol is
0: the kill the kill the protocol hide. also. Yeah, like self destruct. It's
1: probably one of the yeah. It's probably one of the highest priority protocols that Recipe had, because... For the I would imagine it would be like a highest priority
0: of anything built like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, because Clovis doesn't want anybody having his stuff, so mm. if, if push comes to shove, like, uh, Like, uh... Like Elsie says in one of the, uh... I think it's either during Beyond Light or during one of the... Sh- part mm-hmm. During one of the strikes, and I think she also mentions it during... Sorry, I got the burps. That's during right. one of the, uh... Uh, what's it called? Um, oh no, I'm sorry. It's during, whenever we go to save Clovis during Beyond Light, Mm. the Lament mission, I think. Um, she says that Clovis would sooner blow up the facility than let himself be captured.
0: Yeah, which, yeah. So this is not
1: the first time he's implemented something like this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Iremis starts breaching the control. She's activated the... Abhorrent imperative, which is basically the Traveller is starting to leave. It is not a good time. We're going to blow up the Traveller or make it, or wound it to make it stay. Like Yeah. yeah. This this was Clovis' doing where he basically thought to himself if I destroy the Traveller, I can become the god-king of humanity. I can be the saviour. And Eramis er- 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 has basically had a very similar thought in that she wants to stop the Traveller from leaving or destroy it so that it can no longer harm any society because she's been around for a long, long time and she herself was in the whirlwind and yeah, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of things where she basically has seen, like she she's old, Eremis is old, she's seen all this happen and she started to breach the system, which is just great. So we fight her a little bit. Um, in the top left of the screen as well, and I don't know if I can pull up all of them at once, but there are some good ones here. Basically detailing... Uh, where are we? Abhorrent Imperative, here we go. So, like, on the top left, they utilize this during Splicer as well, which is nice. Um, it is, let's see here, above the quest section, under the radar, like, Comrades Putin assets, war watch imperative, so like, you know, activate the warsats immediately, and if, oh, here we go.
1: Yeah, my friend pointed at that mm. out to me, uh, you, yeah. you, you know, we, Yeah, we played the mission together, he waited oh, for nice. me to yeah. get all, well, he played through it so that when I got mm. on, he could help get me through it, because his first work thing that he said about the mission, he said, the boss at the end is a pain.
0: Yes, so, <laughs> it was a bit of a pain, yeah. yeah. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. I got through it.
1: With two people, it was honestly almost a pushover, but with mm. one person, I can see how it would be absolute pain because it's a wizard. So, mm. um, <laughs> you know how those Yeah,
0: are. like, event rank is sky shock, and context is Hades. Like, shit's yeah. going down, route bypass initiated... And then I think the next one after that is, let's see. Sorry, it's it's actually taking a second. Yeah.
1: I saw the words Loki crown and almost crapped myself. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Mm.
0: (laughs) Like, uh, Aramis is trying to encrypt it as well. She's regenerating encryption keys so that we can't get into the system or Rasputin can't get into the system, etc. Um, outside as well, there are humanity's forces and cabal forces fighting like house salvation just in catches. And I find it quite awesome that none of them are necessarily facing like an up because there is no up in space. Yeah. Mm. Like oh, they're all on weird angles up. and yeah, exactly. Like they're all at weird angles. It all works out um
1: yeah it was weird also yeah. the place that we in, mm-hmm. i accidentally fell down there during oh, uh one of yeah my, um, oh my yeah you can go
0: down there was, at times yeah
1: yeah i i went down there by accident and i was like because like i was falling and i was like oh there's an area down here and i had heat rises oh, i I explored, like, I, ex- I explored the entire thing
0: i explored the entire thing at one point and i was just like i wonder when this is used and then oh well that's used now
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. I told mm. him, I said, I told you this was going to be used for something. I said, I told you, they don't mm. just put a platform on the bottom of the roof for <laughs> yeah, no reason. Yeah, exactly. He thought I was nuts.
0: He thought I was crazy. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, like, morality processes offline. Midnight, midnight exigent, in effect. Like, she is act- yeah, she's going through everything and activating it all. She's making sure she does it, and then she gets upset, and she's like, oh, I knew it would be you.
1: It's that um, one gif of is that one gif of Cade in the prison of elders and it's like push the red button <laughs> pushes one, all the buttons all of them Yeah,
0: yeah so she's turned off the morality processes she's done all that she' fights us a bit and then she escapes uh safety protocols disengage like you know that she's pulling out all the stops to make sure she gets root access and then locks us locks doors sends her his, his forces in and let's see if I can get some of the next ones before yeah, like prevent prevent traveler but departure by any means available. Let's see, are there more? I mean there's more, but I'm trying to see if I can get them quickly.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah
0: traveler departure compromises human survival and epoch strategy. Stand by for I'm apparent okay. imperative.
1: Airpo- what did you say? What strategy?
0: Uh epoch strategy. Let's see if I can grab it. Um, What's the epoch? ISR and Watch indicates imminent traveler departure. Let's see if I can get it. Yeah. Traveler departure compromises human survival and epoch strategy. Epoch strategy isn't, like, in capital, so I'm imagining, like, uh, an epoch is a period of time in history or person's life, so I would imagine, like, life as in, like, survival strategy. Uh, It's just a period of time. Yeah. Like, you know, living for a while is probably a good thing. So, yeah. So, standby for apparent Imperative. Rasputin summons heavy frames, and then Loki Crown begins. Uh, We get, like, 20%, 50%, etc. It starts going. We get the Witch. And it hits, like, 98%. We upload the engram. Uh, we put we put put the engram on the desk. <laughs> yeah, let's see. God, why has it done that? That's very annoying. Uh, let's see.
1: It would have been real unfortunate if a drag just walked up to it and smacked it off the table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So Ergaza is the witch that we fight, and Ergaza oh, right. is named Scourge of Earth. If you've paid any attention over the course of the season, you'll notice that the different enemies that we fight are named Scourge of X-Thing, as in, like, this, the civilization that they killed, that they wiped out in the name of the Hive. So, Zivu Warath has enough confidence in stopping us that she has named this witch Scourge of Earth, which is pretty... Mm. That's confidence. I'll say that much. And. That in mm. So. Anna. Another thing that's interesting is Anna says, Do you feel that? It's like a heartbeat. And then Osiris <laughs> says, I feel nothing. Which, you know. The gone. It's probably because of the light. And Elsie doesn't like it because it's too familiar. And. The Warsats begin to crowd around the Traveller as it begins to lift from the city. Which is, you know, it looks like it's going to leave us. So, the cutscene, which, hopefully at this point, you've all seen. It's beautiful. Um, Crew looks up at the Traveller, Misrax, Ido, and House of Light Lixney, as well as Citizens of the City, I'll stare up at the traveler. Saint fourteen comforts Osiris. Yeah, Zavala's in the tower. Ikora comes up behind him. Ido climbs onto a box and she like jacks. <laughs> it's great. Um, but it also mim- mimics what Aramis did when the traveler came to race or left race, I think it was. Um, in the cutscene from last season, like she points up at the traveler standing on a box um, yeah the traveler's leaving all of that stuff Salad and Kydal are watching Every- everyone's watching everyone's here Anna Bray yeah. realizes the warsats are aiming at the traveler and Miserx pleads with Aramis and the witness watches Eremus and completes the protocol and Anna initiates kahe black which is basically theres presence of too much darkness. And initiates Aurora's sacrifice. So. Self-destruction protocol. The witness is like. Make it know your pain. Because Eramis is really, really hurt. Uh, well, not not physically hurt. She really, really dinked her a bit. And Anna has a moment with Rasputin. Anna disconnects Rasputin from the network. The citizens of the city watch up as the charging warsats do their things. And, you know. Prostilus noted, they look like sleepers, which is good continuity. Yeah, we can confirm now that sleeper stimulant it's is basically a, just like a Warsat gun.
1: Yeah, it literally is. Rasputin said, All right, so hear me out. What if we took a set, put a grip on it, and a stock <laughs> on it, and Indeed. then made it go bouncy bounce when it hits a wall? Mm. Sleeper stimulant.
0: Hmm. So, the traveler stops in the sky, and Zavala looks relieved, and the yeah, Ikora has a saddened look because you know Ikora realizes, oh, this is only going to get worse. Um, let's see here. Crow's pu- Crow pulls up his hood and departs from the roof. He witnessed the events taking place on the, on the Schnell building. Um, yeah, and Aramis asks is why it doesn't. What? Was it, what?
1: Sorry. Sorry. Go
0: ahead. I'll oh, the, the the snow building is from um, the scourge of the past raid in the city. The scourge of the past is from, uh, Scions of the Forge.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was I wasn't around for that. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. So.
1: I was gone for a few years.
0: Hmm. Fair enough. Aramis asks why it doesn't leave, and then. <laughs> Pyramid ships supply, uh, Sorry, arrive in the view of Jupiter, and the witness is like, because it has nowhere else to run. Which is... concerning. So that means, like, I don't know exactly the travel time of, like, Jupiter to Earth, dependent on where we are as well. Like, at the moment... I'd have to, okay, so like, actually can... look it up. But so we could reasonably think for the pyramid ships about two weeks. Like 28 kilometers across... They don't really go base physics at times, so...
1: Yeah, it um... For the pyramid ships, it's going to take a lot less time. Mm. But I can tell you, we can kind of get an idea of how fast that they're going. Because mm. I'm going to look right now... This um, isn't the worthy
0: have... had, like, 12 weeks of them moving from past Pluto to Earth. Or to Mars, at least. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, so... The, all right, so Voyager 1, it took a very circuitous route, as it says on Google. Mm. Um, traveling a distance of 2.5 billion miles. It traveled around Venus, Earth, and the asteroid Gasper to reach Jupiter. Voyager 1, on the other hand, uh, took only... Okay, yeah, no. Voyager 1 was a straight shot, for mm. the most part. Sorry, I'm th- uh, the other one is Voyager 2. It took two years to reach the gas giant from mm. Earth.
0: So there was somebody um, who did... yeah. There was somebody who did an approximate Spear the primitive ships, again, three years ago, so this would have been worthy, I think. Yeah. Like...
1: They're moving. They are really, really moving. Yeah. The they they, they
0: move nearly 20,000 light years per year.
1: Yeah. So, move- the Voyager 1 was doing a couple thousand miles an hour for context.
0: Yeah. this This is doing, like, three billion miles per miles per second with six like 6 billion kilometers per second like they're 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 approaching us really quickly yeah but also like light has a speed limit lowercase light but also yeah
1: Paraca- paracausal so they don't really have to obey causal mm. laws of physics yeah. if they wanted I'm sure they could literally just teleport on the earth
0: yeah superliminal yeah
1: and that's something too the witness is very 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 uh what's the word here i guess haughty is the word Mm. Uh, it's it's confident but
0: it's reserved
1: yeah it's very overconfident and like you said it reserved at the same time because if the if it wanted it could very reasonably just pop into existence on earth Mm. but I think it might know that we wouldn't respond very kindly to that, mm. and also if they had done that while Rasputin was active, Rasputin probably, considering its Rasputin, mm. they got they got the jump on Rasputin and that he was in a weakened state whenever they came and basically destroyed him the first time, and on him to bring it back. I do if think Rasputin was at full power and pointing yeah. the uh, war at him. It might actually give the witness a run for his money. <laughs> like honestly,
0: <laughs> yeah, it just depends to what degree. Can Rasputin's stuff be paracausal and subsequently beat a paracausal being? Especially one as powerful and potentially extra-dimensional as The Witness? Um, Not to go into any potential Lightfall spoilers, but something that I've been talking with with a bunch of people is that The Witness is possibly trapped. And can only really communicate through extra- like, it doesn't have access to the physical dimension, if that makes sense um that's I why it can't not. until until like soon might it actually be around and doing things in a physical world we'd have to well, see we
1: do see, it, we do see it taking a casual stroll across mm. and let me emphasize let's let's this.
0: just let's let's not get too far into the into the Vidoc stuff because that's technically okay. Okay. into like lightfall level um uh, and there are people avoiding right. spoilers. I don't think anyone listening to a podcast, but Destiny Law would be avoiding spoilers. But um, we're not going to spoil anything outright. But yeah, it's it's in the marketing. Like, to a degree, there is some level of doability. Um,
1: Go watch the Vidoc. It's insane. I, mm. I, I nearly crapped myself on multiple occasions watching that. You can ask Sav. I was mm-hmm. screaming on three occasions.
0: Yep. So, <laughs> there was a message for us from Rasputin where he says like like after he dies because you know realistically speaking he's died and it would feel cheap to bring him back Um yeah yeah so he says guardian if you're listening to this and the deed is done I trust my sacrifice was not in vain Anna and I have shared our farewells this will be hard on her but she is resilient strong and she is not alone I have a final message for you the Neptunian city in Osiris's visions is real I do not know its exact location, but it is home to the Vale, an object of immense paracausal power, one that is linked to the Traveller. The details are contained within the Nephilim Stronghold files retrieved from the Cosmodrome. I have decrypted them for Osiris's benefit. Tell him tell him it is a parting gift, one from Old Miser to another. All other files referencing the city have been deleted from my records, and not by me. Someone wanted it to remain a secret. Anna once worried that she had neglected to teach me how to trust. But now, as my penultimate act, I entrust this knowledge to you. Use it well, my seraph. Humanity has no more need of a warm Not when you have each other. And before you talk, I just want to note, a couple of weeks ago, Osiris tried to get information from Rasputin, treated him like a machine, and then said, like, you know, think. Think, old man, think. And Rasputin had a weird reaction to that and said, I'm not old, I'm not a man. And now he's calling himself an old miser. Like he he's still developing consciousness, mm. and then he calls Even us. He, his last yeah, he's he's calling us his seraph, which is just.
1: Mm. That hurt, man. Mm. That hurt a lot.
0: Yeah, like that was like also that's one of the first times we've actually had a title used for us, and like actually someone's called us by the by one of the titles. Mm
1: casually just... I know he's not actually breaking <laughs> the fourth wall, but casually breaks the fourth wall as he's on Depp's doorstep. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna step into the void. Real quick, here's a fourth wall break. I see a refuse to elaborate.
0: Oh dear, yeah. So... I, th- I think... So, so there's a few things to unpack here. Which is, you know, she isn't alone, which is good. She's got Elsie, she's got people, she's got others around her. And the Neptunian city Osiris's visions is real which probably means Soteria and you know in, in Neptune and home to the Vale we do know that Savathun very likely put it there because she did something to you know protect the city and then probably took whatever she used to protect the city to also go protect Neo muna and hide it there. But there is something in the interactive trailer, which is probably—I don't want to go—I don't want to elaborate into that because you know it's, yeah, it's still marketing, but it's kind of spoilers. But if you go watch the interactive trailer, you'll get—you'll get, you'll get a—the a, a, gist of what I mean. Savathun has had more eh, more more fingers in the pie than we thought but probably what the witness is looking for as well the veil and somebody has deleted the files of the city from Raspbian's records which could be Savathun could be a cloud strider could be Seraphs working for Neptune but unlikely um, it could be Soteria if she had any form of access. I'm not really sure, but we'll probably find out. But we yeah. do know that cl- Cloud Strider's... Is... Shit. <laughs> just realized. We know that the thing... Yeah. We know that the thing that was talking to Elsie in the Collector's Edition lore book, which we'll get into, uh, we'll know that Toki had Quicksilver. And we know that Quicksilver storm exists because it made its way to us. And the Quicksilver has uses beyond just the gun. We'll say that much.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Look I have Light falls in a couple to... of weeks. <laughs> Anyone complaining about like marketing spoilers at this point. Like I don't I don't know why You're on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, should, I just thought about it with the Quicksilver, um, I actually use the Ghost. Uh, mm. would you like me to read the lore for the Ghost? Yeah, sure. Or should we... Yeah. Right, yeah,
0: go, go, right, go All right, right. right ahead. I'm gonna grab myself a glass of water. Please.
1: All right. bet, yeah. Alright, so, uh, the name of the Ghost, and this is for people who pre-ordered Lightfall Deluxe Edition, um, you get a, along with Quicksilver Storm, you get an exotic Ghost called the Speed Metal Shell. Uh, the flavor text is for ghosts who are pretty and pretty dangerous, uh, and it alternates between having a above and below mohawk of uh, quicksilver spikes and then almost like quicksilver spike wings on the sides. Um, oh, you do get the ghost in normal? All right, thank you, Gaia. I did not realize you should get it in normal mode as well. So that means that, uh, if you pre order deluxe, that must be how you get quicksilver. Uh. yeah, so, never mind, if you pre-ordered it at all, you got this shell. Um, and, I don't know why I exited out of it, I'm sorry, I'm currently in the game right now. Um, time to hold down A for an excessive amount of time. Alright, um, alright, so, speed metal shell, for ghosts who are pretty and pretty dangerous. I should have missed the speck of a station on the way to Pluto, except that, for all it lacks in size, it's surprisingly warm, almost a full degree above the background of space, practically a flare. And so, uh... For context, that actually makes a lot of sense because in space, uh, space is, I wouldn't call it equilibrium, but when there's something that's a slightly different temperature than the vacuum around it, it stands out like a sore thumb. Hmm. It is really, really obvious, like go, go look up NASA thermal imaging of sp- of things floating around in space, it, even like a half degree is pretty visible. Um, sorry, just a nerd moment, um, so practically a flare. My ship's engines whirr through cooldown as I step out into the landing It's a stock design. Years ago, I could probably tell you which floor plan it used from Faberdyne's showroom. Ishtar registration. Probably an observatory forgotten in the collapse. But what's waiting past the hatch isn't stock. Atmo gear. Shiny and new. Someone's been here since the collapse. I unshoulder my rifle and warm up her power cell. A handprint. Grease and dust press sharp against the white wall. Sized for a cabal, but five fingers. There's more. A smear of rippling silver and bits of something, broken bits of something familiar. Too big for a gun, but maybe for that hand. A rustle behind me breaks the silence. I fire. Don't shoot, Exo, a small voice begs. I- I- I'm just toking. Her glowing lens pokes out from behind the door. Frame. A ghost? Why are you here? I heard the c- call. The call? To a guardian? There's no humans this far out. Well, I know that now. Her body ripples in the light, looking oddly familiar. What's up with your shell? You like my silver? My friend showed it to me. Another ghost was crazy enough to come out here with you? No ma'am, I met her here. Her fins coax something into view, a beautiful little mess of ribs and sails, with six bright eyes appraising it. I reach for it, and Anna's tiny hands pull me into a big hug. Her dress is dirty and she's crying. Grandfather's totally gonna freak. I think as I pet her hair. It's okay, I'll help. I start as Toki's friend slithers into my hand and coos. I'll help. I realize. So what we're seeing here is obviously when um this is Elsie speaking Mm. here. And this is Elsie first encountering a uh how do you say uh, what was I, sorry? The the fish. Uh Puka the dark dark Puka. This is her encountering the Puka, or as we knew it in Beyond Light, the Darkness Space Fish. Um Mm. that is her encountering it for the first
0: time. Puka is Irish for ghost.
1: Yes. Mm. It's it's a ghost fish. And uh, obviously, we don't know an incredible amount about them. At least, I'm not
0: aware of At the moment, we know a little bit out of the collector's edition, but we'll get to that.
1: Yes. But uh, Puka are, if you don't know, if you remember that little floating fish looking thing with a flat face and six eyes. It's floating around the Exo Stranger and if you play D1 I think we see it there. I know you see it, I didn't play D1 so you know, I hmm. have to speak from uh, Conjecture there mostly, but it, in Beyond Light it's like in the forefront every time we see L C we see the Puka. Well, We see the fish. At least
0: in so D2. That's... In in D2 we have with um, from Beyond Light, yeah.
1: Yeah. Beyond there was meant Light, to be
0: more the on the fish cool. as well, but we didn't get it.
1: Yes. Uh, it's it's in the forefront. Almost every frame where she's visible, you could see the fish. Mm. And that's, you know, obviously we are all wondering, what the heck is the ghost fish? Well, now we're starting to find out the first time we've apparently that any, excuse me, any post-collapse humans had contact with it was actually Elsie the Exo, the Exo Stranger. And I find it interesting that um, a ghost... Found it, and that they just kind of were hanging out. So mm. I think, and like you said, the, the it's it's uh, you said it's what for ghost? Uh What's the translation? Uh, puka it. It was just
0: ghost. It puka just translates to ghost in Irish. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: yeah. So I find it interesting that that's the case. I think they might be light creatures. I thought they were darkest creatures. I think so
0: they're probably darkness, dark. but I think it's it's more of a like they have darkness in them rather than just being a like they're not like the witness. They're like everything has darkness in it everything has light in it um, that's have you got the quicksilver storm open as well or would you have to go to collections uh, for that
1: uh i can just have to collections real quick yeah
0: sure because so. that's also very very important and that follows directly from the ghost
1: yes all right i got it here right now cool all Do right you so want to read- quicksilver yeah. or yeah uh you want me to go ahead and re- <laughs> read it yeah yeah sure yep Um, so quicksilver storm auto rifle if you pre uh, this is the one if you pre-ordered lightfall you got this oh if you the deluxe edition Um, yeah i had to get that straight earlier i thought that the ghost was only with deluxe but this was the deluxe item so Mm. it's an auto rifle three words carved by hand affinity altruism awareness uh boot up uh, so this, uh, to bear in mind, please, this is code. I'm not gonna say equal sign, equal sign, but if yeah. you go and read it, you'll see that it is all in code, so I'm gonna do my best to read this in the least nerdy or weird way possible. Mm. So, boot up, fail, E-R-R-N-X-I-O.
0: Which is probably Buddha error, I I don't know exactly what that means. Yes. But yeah, yes, it, bo- it boots true. up, and then it's got a bunch of errors, and then... Yeah. It understands that it has... Like, in proximity, it is... Exo-model Bray special, which is because she's a special, like, exo-frame. A juvenile Puka. And unknown, extreme caution, paracausal. Elsie is not paracausal. The Puka is not paracausal. But Toki is. And extreme caution, paracausal. There is reason it is... Like, the gun, which has an AI, is worrying about that. Uh sorry, go ahead. Yeah.
1: No no no, it's cool, it's cool. We need that context. Um mm. Sorry, I I put it I picked
0: a bad time yet again
1: to put it right. in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Why does this keep happening? Mm. <laughs> okay, so
0: Elsie's poker is not unique, guy I can say that much. Yeah, i
1: also yep. find that interesting. Specifically, it specifies juvenile, which means the pukas probably grow up. So that's neat. Mm. Um, they mature in some way.
0: I guess mm. we'll find out more about that later. Um, so, what's here? Um, some from unknown said we were going home. I don't want to be on Ganymede. There's no one here. And then, you know, uh, Elsie yeah. says that's the point, Toki. No one dies if this gray, if this grows gray goo on us. Uh, Toki, who is now like, named, but registered as Toki. Um, This housing and frame replicate the scans I took. Not sure... Oh, sorry. Uh, Register... Oh, so it registers Toki as a name, but doesn't know what it is. And then Exo, This housing and frame replicate the scans I took. Not sure why it won't fire. And then it doesn't understand the biometrics. So... She has taken the silver off of... The quicksilver off of Toki. And... It, I like it better on me than in a gun. Elsie uh, says, Your accessory came from a gun. Someone in the outer system is using weaponized nano machines. I haven't seen that. And then Toki gets upset. Yeah. Um, the puka starts talking to... It's just contact call dot three. And Elsie's like, You know, I've seen everything, but not that. Almost everything. So, she doesn't understand how the gun works. And... Yeah, like, some, some person spent time etching the motto into the barrel, and I think that would be affinity, altruism, awareness, which makes sense if you see marketing, kind of understand things. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Then we've got... Uh, she, like you said, she can't figure out how the original design propelled anything. Basically, uh, she's pointing out that... <laughs> For the first time in a long time we see a gun in destiny where someone says how does this even fire like someone actually acknowledging the fact that this gun by normal causal means could not actually mm. function and work as a weapon because mm. quicksilver storm has that whole uh i guess you'd call it sort of like some of the fusion rifles where you just kind of smack a thing onto the bottom of it and all of a sudden it has bullets in it mm. yeah that's not how guns work um mm. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, guns have to have bullets. (laughs) Um...
0: Oh, wait. Like, the closest thing that we've seen to this is SIVA, and these bugs are so far beyond that. Like, Quicksilver is nanomachines. Um, unison call one. And then, get off that fish. And then, so, key Puka designation, uh... X designation verified. Um and then add user yes or no yes so the puka seems to have added the uh, the uh... lc to the gun and then so the gun then registered exo model bray special lc as a new user and then it starts calibrating as she realizes so if, so if this is the barrel and this is the magnetic model, pulling the trigger should section off a round but then what actually fires and then it discharges Zero, zero 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 one, and then the puka's distressed <laughs> so she shot one round and then the nanite colony must build each round with a solid state impeller coil and that's golden age tech but it's not we never had anything like this so that kind of leads into the collectivision law but the quicksilver storm is you know a gun made out of nanites yeah saverous nanobots and this is, like, much, much smaller and more advanced. Yeah, and I think, uh, we, should yeah. point
1: out that, I think we should point out, too, that SIVA was, SIVA was a beta. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, SIVA was a beta. And even this, we see, like, the the red and white symbol on the side. CR-001. Quicksilver Storm is, and obviously this is a frame that Elsie made and then poured Quicksilver into it. But she kept a part
0: of it. Yeah, she kept the original barrel. I think it was. Yeah, I've just closed the tab. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this, even this, is a prototype to what we presumably see the um, uh, what's it called? Um, Cloud Strider's carrying this gun. Mm. Let's 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 let's
0: the naming the naming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's. Every, everything links to Soteria having a colony on Neptune and there being some form of nanotechnology yeah it's it's pretty, pretty hype yeah <coughs> me yeah so there's also new dialogue in the heists but nothing all that important other than Elsie saying, I wish I left you on the operating table to Clovis, which was, yeah, like, that. that's, that's a that, throwback that to, the, like to the hard. Collector's Edition lore, and that was just, that went hard.
1: Yeah, that, that hit there? like a truck. I was like, ho, oh, damn, okay. So. <laughs> ah, she, she's pissed. Mm, oh yeah,
0: fair enough. Like, Clovis walked into the traps of so many different races here. So, yeah, what I'm going to do, the Collector's Edition lore... The Collector's Edition lore, you can look it up. You can find it. I'm not going to read all, like, 45 pages out. But there are some particular things. We'll start with the Elsie uh, stuff, which is essentially she's in this ship that she finds, and she's with Toki, and she's with the Puka. And Toki has started... It starts off with Toki taking scrap metal from the ship, or from her- I'm not sure if it's her ship or the- or the ship that she found. Which... Like, Turkey's trying to take a bunch of stuff, and the Puka isn't happy. Like, the, the Puka's kind of upset about it, but the Puka starts, you know, helping Elsie in the- in a way- Like, yeah, like, Puka, like, the fairy. Like, referencing Irish- Irish fae. It's, um... And the puka doesn't really speak, but it has these tricks, and it has all of these like mannerisms, like blinking its eyes in certain ways, and flipping, and... Yeah, like, did someone teach... Yeah. It can play tones, as well. Like, did someone teach you that trick? The puka tilted its round eyes clockwise, and then counterclockwise. Um, yeah, so Toki decides to leave, and the ship feels a bit emptier, and... The fish starts going into different things, into, like, the toolbox, and she starts getting annoyed. And she slews- she shooes the slithering creature away, and then she feels loss. Which is- it's weird that it's- in the way that it's written, because it's loss, and then it begins the dialogue. And it is her thinking of Toki leaving on Titan. Uh, they stop on Titan to replenish it, Yeah there's There's a few things here, but yeah, essentially, she's made to feel this thing and through the past experiences that she's had, and over the course of the law book, which is like what fifteen pages you can read it, she starts thinking about how like she's gone through all of these timelines, and in some of them she's failed. Like, in almost all of them, she's failed. And this is the only one where everything's actually started to work out properly. Like, yeah. It it keeps speaking to her, like, making her feel what it is feeling she feels. it's It's a weird way of saying it, but, like, "'Her companion wiggled under her arms and looked up. "'She sensed a faintness, a wisp of connection like smoke in her peripheral vision.' concern last drops of rain pass by but i don't notice anything beyond the ladybug toppled by the rain belt the stillness of it as willa takes it in her hand finally it kicks off and writes itself i squeal and then she comes back to re- like snap back to reality like i thought you were dredging these up but you're not are you and then she lifts the poker up to her cheek etc um something pressed at her mind beyond the creature's vague look of confusion a familiar contour emotion begging for context satisfaction. And then she feels satisfaction of when she like repairs her sparrow in the past. Um. But you wouldn't be someone's pet if you were dangerous. Like, yeah. Elsie's mind wandered back to the lonely space station where she found the curious creature of the enormous human handprint left behind and the titanic rifle that Toki's had scavenged to dress herself. (laughs) Um, Why does the person who needs a giant gun also need or also keep a little psychic fish if that makes you feel mem that makes you feel memories, and then she keeps going through with the puka trying to think of her past, and then yeah, she realizes oh this is how I can like th- these were the things I did in the past to get stasis because she has to learn stasis every time. Um, yeah. Where are we at the end here? one of the other revelations of the collected edition law book is that Elsie experiences nightmares in the Europa Pyramid which means that they're not exclusive to Nazarek's Pyramid um, she saves herself via not via her mother's faith or her words um, she realized Stasis thrived off her need for rigid order to fit foregone conclusions and scientific principles into the messy abstract of creation and when she lost herself to this purpose, Stasis happily consumed all she was, only that briefest admission that the universe was outside her influence. And then she surrenders to it, and surrender breaks the Stasis. Stasis wasn't the, the sum total of darkness any more than arc was light. It was an aspect, a shape and tool. Every sword was made from iron, but not all iron was swords stasis was the tool forged by control and focus and to her shame she couldn't imagine what else could spring forth if any other force in the cosmos drove her forward like that singular need for control um yeah what shapes and tools could be forged by deference or compassion so she realized in dawning horror if she loved and relied on anna beyond the way she needed to control her what could she have done like yeah she's she's realizing that she needs to help anna and that's where yeah. we kind of get to with season of, like, the end of Season of the Plunder. This kind of happens at the beginning of Season of the Plunder. But also not, because... Well, yeah, sorry. No, this doesn't happen at the end at the beginning of Season of the Plunder. This happens whenever she finds the puka. And that was probably many years ago. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. Um, but we got the gun at the Season of the Plunder. Yeah. Um. So that was Elsie. Again, go read it. It's really good. You can find it on the internet if you don't have the book already. Um, Yes, all the pyramid ships seem to be able to cause nightmares. It seems to be something that... Yeah, or in that reality, it was a different pyramid ship that went to different places. But I imagine the Lunar Pyramid has probably been, like... uh, Yeah. We're going to get to Keitel. Do you want to do Keitel or Osiris? Because there's not much in Osiris, but there's a fair bit in Keitel. At times
1: uh, let's i think osiris is pretty well uh trod territory at this point we're gonna need mm. to come back to this whenever we get whenever oh we we'll get definitely watch.
0: come back to this when we get more context in Lightfall. yeah,
1: yeah so let's do Kaido because we don't really need lightfall context for this mm. the, i think i think the
0: only thing i'll mention with osiris is ikora is speaking to osiris and trying to gather on whether whether or not he's fit for duty and eventually, comes to the conclusion that he is, or he's going to elude the vanguard, and spend more time trying to elude the vanguard than he is actually helping them. Um, yeah, he's wondering if Sabathun's still alive, wondering if she's been resurrected. He gets very upset with the different kinds of tea Ikora brings, which I feel like is kind of an interrogation tactic, <laughs> making oh, them making much them is. comfortable, uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Icora and her ghost he, he speak points a bit. That out, he, points that out. he points it out, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: He was proud of her, and at the same time he was like trying not yeah. to be offended. He was like, so the student becomes the master. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So he's like, Will you send agents to Neptune to look? And then, you know, many are still deployed, all that. There are the te- the text in, in this particular transcription is very annoying because Oficius's notes are very painful to read. It's just the text uh but yeah, there's lots of different versions. There's just pictures of the books if you want to read those as well. Um, he mentions Inanna as one of the people that... Like, as one of the people he could compare himself to. And Inanna was a Mesopotamian, uh, Mesopotamian myth where basically she... And just correct me if I'm wrong here because I know I told you this in the past. She is is dragged into hell... Uh, into the underworld and then as a result of that her husband decides to take her place and then his sister decides to take her place as or his place as well for six months at a time so so they can all experience heaven or something i don't remember exactly it but inanna didn't come out of hell on yeah. her own she came out of hell at the request of the demons. And Osiris compares himself to Inanna in saying Sabathun, like dragged me down into hell but Nezarek brought me back. And Nezarek probably has something to do with Os- Osiris in that instance. Well, we might see if that comes to fruition. I
1: don't know if we're going to see Nezarek resurrected mm. se. I, don't, I don't necessarily I know if he's going to be
0: resurrected, but yeah.
1: Yeah, if he could be resurrected, that'd be kind of weird, because we even see during Season of the Plunder, and I only know this because I just finally finished Season of the Plunder today, uh, I didn't play it, I had to go back and play it for moments of 2022, I took a break for a while. But, um, I actually saw the cutscene, I think today or yesterday, mm-hmm. where the old crews found him and literally sliced off pieces of him. So what we actually have- What's the story? What is,
0: uh, off- Oh, oh, right, Yes. Uh, that from plunder, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, the relics that we have are actually just pieces of him. Mm. The rest of Neserek. Or well, the re- The is relics the that tomb we
0: there. had because they were distilled into a tea and then given to Osiris by Saint, yeah. which is just the most risky move.
1: Uh huh.
0: Yeah. Also, there's a non. I have so, I have a meme somewhere, but there's a non-zero chance that Os- that Drifter has tried the dry-aged meats of Nezarek. because he has found yeah, he found the quote fourth tomb of Nezarek yeah but yeah um
1: so we need to keep in mind that the rest of nezarek is still technically out there possibly but if he yeah. were resurrected he would now that the T thing happened he'd be resurrected missing patches of hair apparently which he apparently oh yeah had, despite
0: yeah we'll, like we'll probably see structure. him take over if anyone's body it's osiris's but i don't necessarily see that happening yeah. we'll have to see how much they actually use the and I'm pretty sure that Sabathurin also has mentioned Inanna, but I may be wrong. She
1: did. Our, I, I don't remember what it was, but I do remember. I think her mentioning the name. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see, um, it may probably begrudgingly at first, but if we see Osiris and Nazarek actually sharing control of his body, like mm. a split personality yeah.
0: sort of thing. Yeah. So, so something here is just just to read out the exact thing. So, uh, Akora says, So Neptune and her secrets. Osiris says, Inanna. The return from the underworld, and Inanna cast off her veil. It makes sense. I did not understand when I first felt clutching whispers, carrying wisdom away from Kerr, the underworld, when she strode into the sunlight again. Which is, you know, just very Osiris. Osiris, Osiris, Osiris Osirisian? Uh, it's very cryptic. It's <laughs> very Osiris. um, And officius who is the ghost of ikora makes a too innocuous too innocuous to be innocuous point where he basically says like inanna never left the underworld of her own reconnaissance her, her life was taken back by the other gods and you know osiris was not wrong he it's just strange of him to mention it like he's fixed on inanna that's weird it's um, just out of place it's, it's out of place for, for him to to focus on that like It's entirely possible Samathun has a contingency plan again in Osiris. Anyway, uh, that was a long time to focus on something we said we weren't going to focus time on. So, uh, Keitel. It is called Beloved. And the first two lines of this is, I am three. My father is pregnant again. And just to elaborate on that, it's more like a seahorse situation, where the mother has the kids and the father is... Gest- gestation, gestation, um,
1: yeah, so has, he, has he, uh... pouches.
0: Yeah. Oh, right, here we go. Uh, I know. Okay. I'll just, I'll just read this. The woman standing guard over his brood bower is not my mother. My father invites me to visit him while he nurses her young, but I'm afraid to pass her. Her tusks are huge, huge. She greets, she greets me kindly and gives me a scraping stick to scratch my father's hide. I do not understand where my mother has gone. In the stories. A scion tells... Uh, it's a scion that, you know, is in service of Kirtle and, and Kallus. Uh, in the stories, Ajta... Aj, Ajta tells me mates stay together their whole lives. But Ajta is a scion. Maybe there are things about mates that scions do not know. So I like, keep in mind, Kirtle is three. Here. I go into the bower. I ask my father if my mother is dead. He draws me close. He asks me to sing to my new siblings. His belly is soft and strong, fat with the brood pouches where the babies grow. I watched one client find <laughs> Oh dear, this was a trip to read a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the mother and father mate... The, the mother gestates the young, delivers them to the father's pouches. The father broods them until they are weaned. Sion taught Keitel how the mother must stand guard while he is sessile and vulnerable. <laughs> she must keep the other females away from him, lest he discard her offspring and take on the brood of another female. I asked my father if that is really true. Can a father choose to forsake his children? And Callus says, Of course. That's how you know I love you. I could have turned you out of me, and I did not. He tickles me, I love. And then it it goes between her being centuries old and very young. Like, I am centuries old, I am beating an assassin to death. Like my father put yeah, the, the wo- my father put the words of like you will not be remembered in the assassin's mouth. Um you will not be your father. Uh, he put the blade in the assassin's hands. I have been stabbed in the ribcage, but the ribs of the the ribs of the Cabal are a closed vault. We evolved to face our enemy. I have been shot in the arm. I wear, but I wear armor even in private. I've been shot in the hand, and I have another to make a fist. And so she, she crushes the assassin's skull, and sends the blade back to him. Uh, the blade is made of anactine, which is the same thing that makes up heart shadow. And you know, and he'll send it back to her. So I wouldn't say love letters of assassination, but <laughs> it is kind of what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then something goes wrong between the woman and her father when she's three again. Like it, it's a little bit confusing, but it makes sense because it states it at the top exactly in the time frame. And she says he has not kept his political promises to the ex Praetoriate families. Like (laughs) he he is so wounded he says doesn't his luscious body delight her doesn't the right to fill his pouches with her young bring her joy she says she is not a sexist and this is not the error of lead she worries about policy and external security not his lusciousness he complains that this that she does not make him happy she says that there is more to life than happiness he disagrees she calls him weak he calls her a curse and a killer and then I think she strikes him yeah I'm, I'm trying to skim through this, but a lot of this is just really good writing. Seth Dickinson wrote most of this, I believe. If not all of it. It's just, it's really well written. And I blame him for some of the stuff that we get in this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, And so, yeah. Callus says, you can find another male with open pouches. Some barracks bow. Like, you know, some boy from the barracks. Like you know, below the emperor, um, and then she stampedes out past the guards, past Keitel. Her hands are full of little things. Um, I am thirty-five years old, and then she's actually like in the army, and she wants to be known for being a pilot, not for being the emperor's emperor's daughter, and. She's speaking with the Evocate General as Kallus tries to throw her a party that's not really a party for her, but a party for him. And the star Keitel was named, you know, years and years ago. The Evocate General, Umun Arath, who has since been killed by Keitel, because she summoned Zivu via Sabathun, um, is speaking and basically saying, like, you know, have you heard of the Oxer? Which is a black box of alien civilization. Um, what do we have here? So, your star got its name from the oldest myths in that archive, and that star is the name of Keitel. I will be one moment. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Hold on a second. Oh good, Uh, hello. Sorry. Oh dear. Um sorry about any background noise. I will do my best. Yeah. So, Sorry, I'm waving my arm. I felt a joint crack in my shoulder. <laughs> sorry. Um you know, I'm only I'm, i only asked. Is that sorry? Go
1: ahead. I was just saying I stretched during dinner earlier and I was able to pop my like like the, where my ribs meet my stern and I was able to oh, pop it for the first time in a few days. It felt Ouch.
0: great. Oh well. Hmm. Um so Keitel's name if you, if you think if you think I'm just going to type it in chat just like C Ayat L what does Ayat mean? Ayat is the high version of Amen the star is named Keitel and that is what she is named after by Kalos it is yeah Keitel, Uh, so I Ayat is basically where is it your name is a prayer for war my father named me for a star nothing to do with war and yeah so the the Oxa machine is a black box for civilizations and where are we the doomed and the damned left the record of their downfall in the Oxa. your star got its name from the oldest myths in the archive when your mother told your father that story the star became your name a prayer that will go a prayer that all will go as it must and the way it must go is struggle so ayat is basically you know all we'll will go as it must, but Keitel means it may not always go as it needs to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know why that chat isn't working. Um, but we can't all. We can't talk in it either. I think I'm gonna have to speak to Cosmic about that. So. Yeah. Callus Ka- chose the name for Keitel's mother, and your father chose it for your mother's sake out of love and callas uh, kattle Keitel, mother is dead and this is you know a surprise to Kytel and it wasn't it wasn't mentioned by callas and the evicket general sounds genuinely shocked then it's not my place and you know uh Advocate general a junior pilot should not address her senior officer so directly but we're in the palace and i am the princess imperial what does your name mean she grins. Her tusks are huge. My parents were soldiers. Soldiers no mythology too. And that's referring to Umun Arath being like Umun, as in just a name, and Arath being... Let's, let's just consider Zivu Arath is the name for the god of war. I am um, seven years old, and she's watching the gladiators with Callus, and there is a gladiator named Gahul. Uh, it's slightly abbreviated when he comes to, you know, control the Red Legion, and all yeah. of the stuff that he did with a full-on coup. And there's a bit of talking about how Kaitel drowns in the cockpit of her ship because they need to, you know, like, for three days, I think it was. Uh, two days later, but she killed all of the all of that enemy fleet, and yeah. She's, she 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 drowns in her cockpit because it needs to be the same pressure, otherwise she collapses. Um, later the same same night of the homecoming, Callis is just really drunk, and then goes on this rant about, like, why do why do you send my daughter away? How does, like, it's 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 like a quarter of a page, and it starts with, can't any of you live? Am I the only one here who's not utterly deranged? The reason we don't all kill ourselves is that we feel good. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing out, because it's just... Yeah, there's a lot of it here. But, uh, here we go. That's all that's worthwhile in life. Simulation of, stimulation of the three primary vagus nerves. And if our whole psyche weren't built on the need for that reward, what would we, what would we be? Hive, Vex, nothing Cabal, I tell you. Nothing Cabal. And then he keeps going. Um she is centuries old and the ghost of Primus will resurrect the Empire goal is the clean break we need and her father starts confessing to a bunch of things like you know yeah I un- and then she says I understand my father and then she's talking to her father a few days later like on her on her knees before her father and she was going to betray the conspirators and then like, she hears her mother insulted, and the next page after that is, I am exactly that old when I realise my father, the Emperor Callus, is full of shit. Like, I already know my father because he has spent his whole life showing me who he is. All of this stuff. He deserves to be overthrown because he's a bad emperor. All of that kind of thing. Um, where oh wait, I might just... I don't think muting myself will actually help, so I'm not going to bother with that. Like, I'm I am as old as I have ever ha- heard. Duh, 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 I can talk. I am as old as I have ever been when I record these memories, and this is after Torobottle is lost. Callus is no longer my father. I'm am, am playing a game that my troops love. We draw up imaginary legions from rosters of real maniples and centuries. Uh, the performances of those units in reality determines the success of the imaginary legion. I play this na- Play this game under a private name. I play it very well, despite fierce competition. The legionaries joke that the, that losing the homeworld was worth it just to shake up, shake up the game. Morale is high. Callus could not have played this game because he values nothing except himself. In the end, this selfishness will destroy him. Uh, a few things, but yeah, the ca- the, the cabal play fantasy football with their legions.
1: Pretty much. Yep. They're, they're all they're also essentially playing D and D because it mentions uh people from the past, so they are literally mm. playing Cabal D and
0: D. It's like <laughs> cabal fantasy D and D like with mythological members, like there would be uh what's his name? Not it's it's the Cabal variation of Icarus. Um, yeah. Acreus, that's it. you'd probably have Acrius yeah, yeah. in there, you'd have like all of these people. Um, But yeah, that's the CA law. Go read it if you haven't already. It's good. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it's it's great, and there's there's some more intimate details in there that I probably can't read aloud. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So just to check, are there? Because I don't think we'll go into Sunshot law. We'll save that for next week if we want to do next week if we're able. <laughs> That's um, Because we're already an hour and 18 minutes here. I don't want to drag on too much longer. Does anyone have a listener question? Could be anything. doesn't necessarily have to be about Destiny. And there's four people in the audience. We might as well ask. Indeed, indeed.
1: Um,
0: was there any further up? Let's see. I'm not sure.
1: Um, I do have a few DM questions from. Oh yeah, uh, sure. Straxis. Yep. AKA kid get uh, a kid with cheese. Oh yeah,
0: um, sure. All right, so. Sorry, yeah, my, my guys, DMs I are closed. <laughs> Forgot about it. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um. What was it?
1: He asks hey, do you think the name is a metaphor? The whole, all that can go won't always go, you know, the way it should because there are a few scenarios. Um, basically, he's ask- I think he's asking for a little bit of clarification on what oh, yep. you mean by the name's meaning
0: and what it could imply. So, Ayat is like, the hive Amen, and Amen meaning is basically like so be it and Ayat is, or will be, as it will be. Kind of like an Amen. Like, it's basically Amen. Um, but Keitel is the name of the star, but the star was named after the idea of it will... It, it may not all, always go as it should. I'm...
1: It is kind of a metaphor for like the unpredictability yeah. of war. Yeah. And the fact that that's just how it's always- And it was- it again. was-
0: it was named at the request of Kaitel's mother, not her father. Which- and then- yeah. Callus forsaking her- her mother in so many ways is kind of just- this. Be- Howdy though. Uh, I apologise that this cut out at the very end. I'm still working out things with OBS. Thank you very much for listening, especially all the way to the end. Share it with friends.